Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the king of all kings podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yeah, yeah, you already know the vibes. Yes, those vibes, the J Street vibes. Here with your main man, Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones in the building. Oh, man, Jason, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin because for you, it's a long time coming because we, you know, you've been, you've been at this for a long time. Um, you know, it, it's been a minute. And here we are. The Raiders won a football game. <laughs> look at god look at god i mean they yeah i don't know what I, you know shout out to melvin gordon you know helping us out there in the first half you know you know shout out to the coaching staff actually drawing up some things to get Devonte adams open i can't believe he has so many touchdowns considering i'm always going like did he ever just wide open ever but you know you know what i'll take it you know hey now no, the, the the eight game winning streak to, to end the year has to start somewhere. Oh, this is true. You can't you can't win eight until you win the first one, right? But I guess we shouldn't be that surprised. So what's this a six straight win over the, the Broncos? And now they they do own the Broncos right now. Yeah, they're the only team to put up I think twenty plus points on the Broncos all year. They did it twice. Mm. Now, as much fun as we're having here, uh, this isn't called. Tropicana Boulevard Street vibes, okay. <laughs> or this is not called, you know, we play in Selena's 49ers vibes. <laughs> this ain't this ain't Tropicana Boulevard, not Avenue. Tropicana Boulevard. This ain't Flamingo okay. Boulevard Drive. Tropicana, I don't think either, but that's okay. <laughs> this is J Street vibes. And, and we talk about dare I say the hottest team. In the National Basketball Association. Indiana Pacers? Hell no. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings. You better get it right. You better get it right, Jason. You better get it right. That the boy Tyrese Halliburton out there doing some things, you know. He wants to, hey, he's doing some things, you know. No no shade to Tyrese. He balling. The Pacers are balling. No shade to them. But they ain't doing what the Kings are doing right now. They ain't doing what these boys are doing out here in Sacramento, baby. We out here putting up 130, 140, 150, whatever yeah, it is on this board. It's it's lit right now. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all ignorant right now. Y'all, y'all, uh, this is the most, <laughs> you know, this is the most uh ignorant I've seen the fan base ever. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all want to run up on everybody right now. Just like who want to see the beam team? I'm like, well, calm down, calm down now. It's 15 games in, you know, you can't be trying to, you know, tussle with everybody now. But yeah, I, I, it's been, it's fun to watch. I mean, at the arena last week, the arena had more life than I can remember in quite some time. You, you were at the, uh, the, the Nets game, huh? Yeah. 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 Then, you know, and then you look at, I think the last time they were nine and six was, I want to say, um, uh, was that Malone's year? 
It might have been. And that was even a little deceiving because I feel like they were in when they were nine and six, they were in the midst of that long losing streak that ended up getting them fired. The streak started when Demarcus got sick, but yeah. Right. right. So, you know, I don't think Mike Brown will get fired. No. I don't I don't think that's in the cards, you know. So but yeah, this is definitely a interesting time. I mean, like I said the last week, the Kings are not the butt of the joke right now. Well, well I mean that's quite the change. You know, they're not the butt of the joke, and everyone's talking about them in a nice way. The beam is like one of the corniest yet funniest yet, yet most galvanizing things I've seen in a long time. Bro, whoever whoever's in control of that, you Hey man, gotta gotta give them a little raise, a little Christmas bonus, like Christmas vacation. You know what I'm saying? So they can so they can get their uh get their uh swimming pool that they're getting. Cause that being, like you said, it's it's kind of one of the it's an ironic thing, right? Like it's kind of corny. Nobody's taking it seriously, but we are having a lot of fun with it, if that makes any sense, right? Like it's a lot of fun to to light, light the beam at, at the Golden One Center. And I'm just waiting for them to lose a game and the, the opponent to say, let's light that beam in our color. I know. I, I talked about that on the radio. I said, I prepared all my people for it. I said, look, we have to be ready for that. Because like, we, if we lose in Memphis or Atlanta, well, Atlanta don't care. But if we lose in Memphis or Boston or something like that, they're going to be telling, they're going to start chanting, light the beam. And you got to be able to wear it. You got to be able to wear it because we definitely dishing it out right now. Yeah, because, you know, it's got to be someone real petty, like a Joel Embiid will go on Twitter and ask, "How come the beam isn't you no know, lit?" You know, it's going. It's got to be someone petty. You know, it's got to be who, someone who's next level petty. Um, it ain't gonna be, you know, I, I left the I left the arena. I didn't see no beam tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's that's coming. I'm just telling everybody, get ready for a Joel Embiid. You know, someone like that. You know, maybe it ain't Embiid. I don't know who it could be, but someone who's extremely petty. You know, I was gonna say it would be KD, but they already got blown out out here so kd won't be back unless he gets traded to phoenix or somewhere you know but you know there's going to be somebody with a high level of petty pointing out there's no beam but enjoy enjoy the beam while it's lit hey you know i gotta I, i gotta be able to take that if that happens because if i can make tweets that say hey make at team bagley walk over there and light that beam up tonight light that shit up for me playboy (laughs) well You wanted to be courtside in the Blue Pistons joint. He had to come and he wanted to be part of the show. I ain't got no problem with that. He's cheering his son on. He wanted, to be part, he wanted to be part of the show, so we made him part of the show. Resident Marvin Bagley Jr., you know. Yeah, <laughs> see, y'all getting y'all getting out of control now, see. Y'all, you know, talking about go make Marvin's dad light the beam. What's next? I mean... I want Spencer Halls to light the beam. Oh hell no! I want Spencer to light it. We, we, we have when they play the Thunder because that's the Sonics former team. So we we can have Spencer Halls. The these kids don't even don't know who the Sonics are. No, they really look at that as like, like uh, you know how they wear the the um, what are they called? The T-shirts with like a Lee on it, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and big pun. That's how they look at Sonics gear. They were looking at it as like the. Screen paint. Oh yeah, this is ironic. Like uh, the the Buffalo Braves or something like that. It's like Mitchell and Ness. It's like you know, wow, we got Sonics gear. Who were they? Wow. Like I'm trying to think of my kids. My kids probably never saw the Sonics play. My oldest kid is 14. He never. What was it? Was it 2007? Whatever it was, the year after KD got drafted, Mm because the year they drafted Russ, technically Russ got drafted by the Sonics. Mm 
and never went there because mm. KD played one year there. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, look, no need to talk about a defunct franchise. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings who are balling. Okay. Who are balling mm-hmm. six wins in a row. They're nine and six. We're recording this on a Monday night. There's been a couple of losses when they, when they woke up on Monday morning, they were the fifth seed. Now they're going to wake up tomorrow. And as we record this, I'm, you know, just keeping it fully transparent. There are four right now. I don't know what the Jazz lost because it looks like they're about to lose to the Clippers. I don't know what that's going to do. Kings might be third. And you know what? I honestly don't care. But, hey, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> I, I, could give, I could give a damn that they're third or fourth before Thanksgiving. Right. I, I, I'll say as a Laker fan, I remember a couple of years ago, they were 17-3. and three. You know where they finished? Seventh. What year was that? Was that the Luke Wall near? 21. 21. Remember they, they they were seventeen and three after the championship. Uh, LeBron got hurt. Remember that that was the year that LeBron was on the MVP pace, and then he rolled his ankle. Yeah, your boy, your boy from uh, Atlanta. Uh, oh, Solomon, did, Solomon, huh? Did the uh, did like the shield uh, take out <laughs> take out went straight and you know, took his ankle out. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that t- that Lakers team wasn't deep. This Kings team is deep. All right, they go 10, 11 deep. And we we don't want no injuries. I'll, I'll say that. We'll knock on whatever I need to knock on right now. But, you know, th- this team, this Kings team, we talked about it before, Dam- or Damien, Jason. <laughs> any, any way you want it, they can give it to you. You want to get in a shootout, we can do that. If you want to just two-point, we can do that. We got Sabonis and Fox being able to hit it from the two. Herter and, and Malik Monk and uh, and Keegan Murray and Terrence Davis, you guys can hit the three-point shot. They are going to score every single time out. Number one scoring team in the league right now. And the number one field goal percentage team in the league right now. They are going to score. I, I talked about this earlier on the uh, on the show, but I just want to run down these these totals. You know, the Orlando. We'll start with the Orlando game. One twenty-six, one sixteen against the Warriors. 127 against the Cavs, 120 against the Lakers, 122 against the Warriors, 153 against the Nets, 130 against the Spurs, 137 against the Pistons. They're going to put up numbers, man. They're going to put points up. Yeah, they really, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, that's the most fun thing about it. Just you just look up and go, they got 100 and what already? Hmm. Uh, yeah, they, like I said, it gives me Don Nelson vibes at times where it's mm. like, you know that you know when you get out there, there's going to be a whole lot of points scored. You don't know who's going to score them, but there's going to be a lot of points. It reminds me a lot of watching those Nelly teams, where they would just put up crazy numbers. You know, now the the question becomes when you're putting up those numbers, where do you finish? You know, in the standings, because mm-hmm. those Nelly teams weren't in the top three, <laughs> but right. they they were they sure as hell were fun to watch with Monte and Stack Jack and Harrington and Matt Barnes all up. They were fun as hell to watch. Yeah. And, and that's what I told. Um, we had Matt Barnes on the show the other day. And I told him, I was like, you know, it kind of reminds me of this We Believe team where it's not, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is playing at all-star level. Sabonis is playing at all-star level, sure. But it's not like you have Giannis. It's not like you you have Jason Tatum on the squad right now. You've got all-star level, level caliber players. But 
you surround them with guys like Herter and, and Terrence Davis and Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes as well, who's starting to wake, wake up now, Keegan Murray. And these guys remind me of Matt Barnes, um, Beatrice and Stack Jack and uh, and and who else? Um, Jason Richardson was on that team and Al Harrington. These yeah. guys that were really really good players got in a good system that that highlighted highlighted all their strengths and they turned into this offensive force and that's that's kind of what it reminds me of right now. Then you get an all star caliber point guard and Baron Davis dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. kind of kept that thing going. So yeah, I mean, there's I mean. When you just watch them going off, there's a lot to like. I mean, the ball moves, they pile up assists, they can make the three, they get into the lane, they shoot well inside the from the mid. I mean, they there's not an area they don't score from. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's a it's a track meet with them. You know, you're gonna get up there. It's gonna be up and down, up and down. And I think the key to that is also is uh, you've always wanted to play that way with De'Aaron, but they mm. they never got him the guys to go with him to do that. Mm. It was. I remember there were times that he get frustrated. Like they want me to push the ball, but these guys can't run with me. Hmm. Now cool. they got who can run cool. with him. Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you got guys who can run with him. Now you now you know you got a uh, Malik Monk. A cat, you know, and if they're not cutting to the basket, you got guys who can fan out to you know who are threes for threats. Like uh, you, no one's leaving Kevin Herter. No man. I mean that that's looking like one of the probably one of the maybe the best trade of the offseason. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what they mm-hmm. gave up, you know, you know, they made that 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 pick next year might end up being a, a first round pick they give up, but I think if you're the Kings and say you make the playoffs this year, you know, the next two seasons, you'll gladly give up a, a pick for what Kevin Herter's given you. Mm-hmm. Cuz they gave I mean they've traded players and gave up stuff and gotten nothing back really. So you take that and, and with that trade as well, that I always, you know, hear people talk about, they always like, I oh, gave a first round pick. Yeah, I understand. They're valuable. You don't want to give up first round picks, but there's two things to it. Like you said, if it conveys, that means you're in the playoffs. So yeah. success. And number two, um, that's a 2024 first round pick in this 2023 draft. Not saying that 24 is like slouches, but this 2023 draft, this is the one that's like, looking like an all-timer, you know? So yeah. we were still able to stay in this draft. Like, it would it'd feel a little different if they had the 2023 pick that they gave up. But being able to stay in this draft and have that pick be a 2024 pick, it's to me, it's just not that bad. Yeah, and like I said, for what, you get, for what you gave up in terms of, you know, who was on your team, you gave up a guy who's not even in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I mean – so, I mean, you really can't complain about, you know, that deal. I just think that's really – you look around the league and teams that made trades, obviously, you know, getting the Donovan Mitchell trade is going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But in terms of this impact, Kevin Herter has to be, what, number two. Or th- I can't think of another trade where I go, wow, I don't think the Rudy Gobert trade is mm-hmm. – that, that hasn't done anything for them except do what we all expected, which was to make them a confusing team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody else outside of Minnesota said, you know what? Let's pair Rudy Gobert and put Cat at the four. That'll be <laughs> just fine. You know, I don't think yeah. anyone else outside of them thought that was going to work, you know. But you look around some of the deals that got made. Has there been, outside of Donovan Mitchell, a more impactful tr- a deal at this point? I can't think of one. 
Nah, I don't. I don't think somebody, so. else, somebody else goes up in the comment and tell me I'm an idiot. Don't you forget about this trade over here? But I can't think of one. Yeah, J Jeremy Grant. No, that's, that's not a, as good. That's, that's, that's a good one. one. That's, that's a good one. But Kevin Herter may lead the league in three point shooting this year. But uh, and, Portland yeah. may be a better team. So I mean, they may might be. They might be. But right they now they're be, not. Oh, they're probably the three most impactful trades, I guess you could say. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we can't dismiss with you know what Portland's doing. No, no, Portland is doing a good job. And they're I think you know, job. Jeremy. You know, I think you were Kevin Herter talking about a role player, a high level one. But mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, Jeremy Grant was brought in to be the second best player on that team. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think I, I would probably make. I would probably bump Kevin Herter down to three then. They also gave up nothing for Jeremy Grant. I think it was like a second rounder or something like that. I mean, it was it was it was very minimal. Yeah. And I think everyone was going, that's all it took to get him. Right. But he's also in the last year of his deal. Right, right, right. And I that's mean, it's, it's other the harder thing comes into play where he's, I think, in the second year of a four-year deal or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's other factors that go into it. You know, I mean, Jeremy Grant, you know, I think Jer the, the price for Jeremy Grant was higher before the trade deadline last last season because you got that season and a following. Right. Now, right. those things don't matter. But like I said, for all the bad trades the Kings have made in the last few years, the last couple of major ones they made, you can't complain about, you know, the Sabonis deal. I mean, people will complain about the Sabonis deal, but for what they needed to do, you know, as much as I liked Tyrese and De'Aaron, they weren't going nowhere with that backcourt. No. Nah. Because you had two guys, you know, neither one of those guys is a, you know, it, both of them are alpha males on the court. You weren't going to, you were just going to have two guys, you know, either Tyrese wasn't going to be himself or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Both of them played better without the other one. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and we talked about that trade a little bit on the show. I mean, we mentioned it on this show just a little while ago. Indiana's playing really good. Tyrese is balling. He's looking like a potential all-star. Mm -hmm. De'Aaron Fox is balling. Has his team playing really good, looking like a potential all-star. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is balling, looking like a potential all-star. I know there's always the trade uh, grades and who won this and that. Hey, man, it's a win-win for everybody involved, man. Yeah. Everybody is playing really well. Both franchises have benefited from it. This is a, this is a good trade for everybody involved. I agree. And I think, with, uh, I mean, uh, when I said it last year, it sounded harsh, but it's the truth. The Kings traded their backup point guard for Sabonis. Mm. I mean, you know, I know he was Tyrese was starting, but essentially this, the moment that they signed De'Aaron to that max extension, Tyrese is now expendable. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they would actually do it, but for what they got back in return, Hey, I think, you know, Hey, they both were they both were uh, player of the week this week in the NBA. Yeah, Tyrese and you know, so, <laughs> so maybe you know, God, you know, like I said, for all some of those terrible trades and signings they made, you know, whether it was be you know we're going to give you know an Aaron Aflalo a big contract mm -hmm. or whether it's going to be we're going to bring in Marco Bellinelli who then decides he wants to be an ISO player, oh whether gosh. it's the Dwayne Dedman deal. I mean. Well, you know, there's just so many bad deals they've made and bad trades. It's just, I say, just enjoy this. I mean, wasn't I mean, just a year ago, we were all trying to figure out why in the hell they traded the lawn right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. You no, know, so hey, you got some deals that make sense. Yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Jason, it's not all roses here in Sacramento. Feels like it's all roses, but some people say it's not all roses. One of those people is that one of those people are the head coach, uh, Mike Brown. And we'll talk about what was uh kind of irritating him after the loss on Sunday and many others as well. When they, we, won, hey, they won on Sunday, they didn't lose. They won on Sunday. They won after the loss. I'm like, who they lose to? Like, I said the loss on Sunday. Well, they don't. They don't lose. They don't yeah. lose. So I, I, that don't, that's not even in our vocabulary. The Kings don't lose. So, they're not losing again this season. Ain't happening. So uh, we'll talk about six that. Six in the season. I'm calling it. I'm with it. I'm with it. We'll talk about that uh, when we return on J Street Vibes. It's Kenny Carraway's Jason Jones. J Street Vibes. 